Hello, I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry. Welcome to this week's Constitution Segment Recap. This, of course, is just the follow-up to Season 2, Episode 2's uh, Restore Freedom Weekly episode, where we were talking about the legal action that has begun. Now, keep in mind, this is just a simple recap. So to hear the full discussion and be able to see each of those constitutional provisions that support all the statements I'm making here today, you're going to, first of all, want to check out that full episode that aired on Tuesday, the link for which is on page two of the slideshow here today. Um, but also check out the slideshow itself. Make sure you open that document and have it in front of you and you can reference that. And the link for that slideshow is in the description of today's segment. So I'm not going to be able to go over each of the constitutional provisions that support the statements made today because there's just too much to cover in the 10 minutes here. This week, we were talking about fighting back against local tyranny and use specifics from what's happening right now to me in Ormond Beach and the upcoming hearings I have. Now, when talking about these examples and, and using them to help you figure out how to use this information and these tools in your own fight for freedom against your own tyrannical local government, uh, first, we wanted to focus on the true or false question of the week, which we ask every morning, uh, every Tuesday morning around 10 o'clock. And we post it on all the social media platforms that allow um, polls to happen. So Twitter, Telegram, True Social, YouTube, and sometimes LinkedIn, if we don't exceed our character limits, unfortunately. Fortunately, we did so uh, this week, but our question was, want to build a fence on your property, a swing set for your kids, put in a hot tub, improve your driveway, plant flowers, fix your shed. In our republic, you must first ask if a permit is required, true or false. Now, of course, we're going to get into all the specifics of that, but we need to back up and realize that we have allowed ourselves to be trained into thinking that we have to prove that we have permission before we take any kind of action and that we have to allow the government to do whatever it wants to unless we bear the burden of proving that it does not have the authority to take that particular action. Even then, we've been told by the courts that even if we have rights that have been implicated and even if the government has taken authority, excuse me, taken action without the proper authority, there are often many procedural excuses for allowing these violations to stand. Uh, for example, you might have a litigant that's told they don't have standing to bring a certain lawsuit, and so the case is thrown out. Or maybe a state law limits the claim, uh, limits the amount of time that you can file a claim to something ridiculous, like six months or a year uh, after your case um, after the situation has started with your municipality, or perhaps you are forever barred from raising an issue because you did not bring it up at the exact stage of a court case that a court rule or other procedure requires you to do. Well, we cannot pick and choose which parts of the U.S. Constitution that we are willing to enforce, nor can we choose only to follow the Constitution when it is convenient for us. So back to this real life example, I have acquired, of course, with my husband, legal ownership of my home and the surrounding land. The government has no legal right to any of this ownership um, of this, of any portion of our land. And the thing is, because of that, I don't have to prove that I have permission to occupy or use my property every time that I want to use it. 
when the city tries to stop me from using my own property in a manner that causes no harm to anyone else, nor does it stop anybody from using their own property, I don't have to sit by idly and allow such blatant overreaching until I can prove to just the right person through just the right procedure exactly how the city doesn't have the authority to do that. Why? Well, we get our rights from God, not the government. Our rights are to be exercised unabridged, uninfringed, unviolated, undenied, un, uh, undeprived, unabused, and unusurped. Now, at the very least, this means I get to utilize my God-given liberties without first seeking permission from any governmental entity. It is only if in the exercise of my rights that I begin impeding upon the exercise of somebody else's rights that the government may step in. In fact, government's main purpose and responsibility is to protect our God-given liberties so that in my exercise of my rights, I'm not impeding upon your exercise of your rights. But the government doesn't have the right to simply step in when and however it sees fit. In fact, the government has no rights at all. And if you're doubting that, please take a very careful look at the Ninth and Tenth Amendments to the U.S. Constitution. We the people created our Constitution and our very form of government, and the government only has those powers which we specifically delegate to it. The U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. Of course, that hierarchy being the U.S. Constitution, constitutionally enacted federal law, state statutes that are not violating the U.S. Constitution, constitutionally enacted state statutes, um, municipal charters, and constitutionally enacted municipal ordinances. And all government officials are required to take the constitutional oath of office. This means that government cannot act unless there is a specific power granted by the Constitution, and government is prohibited from doing anything that violates the U.S. or state constitutions. Now, in here, you'll see the specifics in the Florida and Michigan um, constitutions about uh, municipal powers, as well as the portions where uh, in state law, in Florida and Michigan state law, where um, municipalities are touched on uh, and, and basically the topics of local government are discussed. I've also kept in there some slides from episodes past where we were talking about uh, the specific powers of municipalities and some options for what to do now if your municipality is trampling your rights. And again, gave you that that uh, list of uh, cities or municipalities that we've talked about where we have re real life examples we've discussed on how to legally fight back. So back to the question at hand, you wanna build that fence on your property or that swing set for your kids, put in the hot tub, improve your driveway, plant flowers and uh, fix up your shed. In our republic, you must first ask if a permit is required, true or false. Let's put it this way. The question that you need to ask yourself is not whether you have, a, uh, have to get a permit first or pay a bunch of government fees. Rather, the question you need to ask yourself is, in doing that particular activity on your own property, would you be violating the rights of somebody else in using their own property? Now, do you think everything I've said sounds too good to be true? Well, first of all, read the Constitution for yourself, every single word. Then read your state constitution for yourself, every single word. Once you have done this, do it again, and then again, and then again. Now, why would you be willing to stay oppressed and dominated by people who don't have, 
the lawful, not waffle, lawful authority to do things like this. Why be so willing to give up your God-given liberties? Is going along just to get along really the easier route? Is letting other people fight this fight really the best way for you to be able to enjoy your liberties? What kind of future are you leaving for your children and grandchildren? So let's say you've decided to stand up for your rights against an overreaching government official or entity, but you don't have an experienced, truly constitutional attorney in your corner. What do you do now? You remember the constitutional basics we mentioned earlier. You read the Constitution for yourself and you review the Constitution, statutes and court rules, if it's in court, to find the answers to these main questions. Who, what, when, where, how, and why? So who, who are the correct parties involved in this matter? Who do you have to send your response to? What, what specific law are they claiming you have violated? Is it a state law, municipal ordinance, or some other type of government regulation? Are they starting a criminal or civil case against you? When? How much time are you given to respond? Where? Have they filed the case in court? If so, which court? There are several different types of trial courts as well as administrative law proceedings. How? How are you required to respond? How are you to serve your response on the government? How might you be able to file a countersuit at this stage? Why? Are there portions of the Constitution, state law, or municipal ordinances that express support for you protecting this particular right? And of course, same thing holds true for the government's position. Do they have authority somewhere? You need to read those and look for that as well. Now, for more information, please check out the full episode from this Tuesday. Watch the Wednesday Way to Get Involved Challenge from yesterday and check out our freedom fighting tools that'll be shared with you tomorrow. I've also kept in this slideshow uh, video about the oath of office. Thank you so much for joining us today. Again, I'm constitutional attorney, Catherine Henry.